What a simple praise. It says so, so much. That was a simple, simple praise, wasn't it? But it said everything, didn't it? So that's why we're all here, right, to grow in God. Amen? So we're going to do the first thing last <laughs> after praise. So you can see us, follow us on all these Facebook, Instagram, what, I don't even know what these are. <laughs> or you can come see us live at 8735 Highway 613, Moss Point, Mississippi. You can see us on television at WGUD Channel 51 and uh, Thursday at 7 p.m., 96.9 FM and 15.80 a.m. That's Sunday at 8 a.m. What is that? Podcast. What's that? YouTube. What's that? Yeah, y'all can see I'm up on my stuff. That's important stuff for Bryce. You don't know what it is. Look, praise God that we're growing. Amen? Amen. Praise God that we're getting more and more and more and more people in here. Praise God that we have a, a place for our children to go so we can come and worship and gather and fellowship. Amen? So, we, we I, and that was my fault. I should have did that before we started. Uh, I was a little anxious to get into to the praise, but... So moving forward, when you guys get here, uh, there's a countdown in the back corner. About 10 minutes before we start, just take your children, make sure they sign them in. Make sure you sign your children in, okay? And then when you go get them, you're going to have to sign them out. Nobody should have a problem with that because that's your, unless you just don't want your children. <laughs> and then you, you come to the right place and we'll pray for you. But, but no, y'all do that. It's for everybody's protection. Nobody... Uh, we got, we're going to start staffing. Uh, we're going to start separating probably after the first year. There's going to be some changes going on at Truly Grace. Amen. Because of the more and more and more, right? We have to, we have to manage and we have to watch our own. Amen. Amen. We don't want nobody coming off the street unless they're coming to get some Jesus. We don't want them coming to get no children. Amen. Amen. With that being said, a couple more, a couple more things. Uh, be mindful of the smoke area. It's right here. It's not out here. It's right here. <laughs> it's not out here. It's not over there. It's right back here. All right. I would come visit you in the smoke area, but I don't smoke. But you can fellowship out there in the smoke area. And that's, that's kind of what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, like I said, next year, in January, we're going to start implementing some more things for all of us to grow in Christ. Um, some tools, if you would. Uh, we're going to do uh, small groups. Y'all know this how this started out as a small group. Just a couple people around a, a fold-out table, amen? And look, and look what God's done with that. Look at, the, look at the outreach of that just by being obedient to, to God, you know? So we're going we're gonna to start that up again in January. Uh, the theme is going to be Iron Sharpens Iron. And I know that uh, Brother Lloyd and I have said that from up here several times about that scripture, iron sharpens iron. But the women's is going to, first meeting is going to be January the 14th, 6.30 to 7.30, and then the men's is going to be January the 7th. Yep, so it's Iron Man. I didn't do that. Billy did that. I didn't do that. But I encourage you guys, right, to come out. And we're going to talk about, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. That's going to be 
basically everything I'm going to discuss tonight, the importance of fellowship. And yes, this is a fellowship gathering, and it's good. But there's something about sitting down with one another and being able to open up to one another. And we're going to get in that in the scripture. There's going to be a lot of scripture here tonight. Forgive me. Yep, forgive me. But it's good, okay? Y'all be patient with me. I'm going to start out in John chapter 1, 5 through 10. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. Lord, fill us with your word. Be with us tonight, Lord. Bless your humble servant, God. Let your word be heard here tonight, Lord, and your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the essence of our Lord. We confess our sins to him, acknowledge him as our Lord and Savior, and guess what? His grace is sufficient. He got here, what's the, when he, he, we celebrated his birthday just the other day, right? His birthday, the lamb. That's what he came here for, to forgive us of our sins that we couldn't do on our own. God knew that. We, can't, we still can't do it. But, but in the scripture, it also talks about fellowship, and it talks about Acknowledging your sin because you're a sinner. Don't be surprised. It's not a secret. You don't have to hide it. Everybody knows. <laughs> right? It's not a secret. You're a sinner. And you're not expected to be perfect. If you would, you would have been the lamb and we'd be celebrating your birthday on December 25th, but that's not what happens. Right? We have a Lord and a Savior. We have a perfect, perfect sacrifice. All we have to do is be obedient to his word. That is the importance of fellowshipping. One, you fellowship with him. You confess your sins to him. You acknowledge your sins. You confess. He cleanses you. He washes you. You're a new creature in Christ. But that don't mean you don't turn around and lust. Because you will. And it says right here, if you claim you have not sinned, you make him out to be a liar. Sin is real, brothers and sisters. It's not everybody in here is guilty. Guilty. Every preacher, every living, breathing, bleeding person on this earth is a sinner and nothing but and a miserable, mangy person without God. And I can say that because I know how I was without God. I was a miserable, mangy person. Now, maybe not you. Maybe not you. Maybe you all not miserable, mangy without God. But you're here for a reason. 
You're here to fellowship. And we encourage y'all to get involved with the iron sharpening iron. That way we can sit in front of one another and confess our sins. We can help one another. We can build one another up. If you're sitting there and you're dealing with something, you come. You can come here and catch somebody and talk to somebody, but it's a little bit different when you, you know, you got an hour and, and some either some wild maniacs up here running around chasing squirrels, or you got some crazy bald headed guy up here talking monotone about to put you to sleep. It's a little different fellowshipping, right? You're you're just getting talked to um, and ministered to. We pray that's what's happening. You're getting ministered to. But there's an intimacy that is required as Christians to fellowship with one another, to build one another up, to pour into one another, to pick one another up. You come to these meetings and you just let it all out. We're going to go into some more scripture here in a little bit. And there's a time and a place for that. Excuse me. Praise God for sushi. There's a time and a place for that. You don't want to be <laughs> spreading your business, your sins. You don't want to be, you don't want to be confiding in anybody and everybody. You don't want to be putting your stuff on that little, I call it face crook. It's a good tool. Instagram, I say it all the time. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't want to be putting your business out there. Why would you do that to yourself? Do you think for one minute people on there are scrolling through caring about what happens to you? Now, look, there may be one or two. You may have... I used to have Facebook. I had 1,500 friends. And my Angela said, you don't even know them people. I'm like, well, I've known them at one point. She goes, no, you, who is this? Uh, so I deleted it. I don't even have Facebook. We have a, a joint Facebook account now. And, and we started out with 30, and I think we got 40. Huh? 90. <laughs> and 90 friends. But you see what I'm saying? There's not 90 people that we know combined together that are ultimately, you know, wholeheartedly concerned about our hurts, about our struggles. There's just, it's just not, people. This right here, this is intimate. God put you here for a reason. God put me here for a reason. Be humble, be obedient, and be open to the people that God put in front of you. Now, there is a big difference in walking down, putting your stuff out on Facebook, walking to Walmart, seeing a stranger that you hadn't seen, and I say a stranger, a friend that you hadn't seen in five or ten years and go to spilling your business about your husband or your boyfriend or your addictions. Because then you are going to see your stuff on Facebook because they're going to be the one posting it. That's real, right? That's the importance of these small groups. You come to the small groups, we build one another up. We open up. We're real. We're transparent. And I'm telling you, it, it don't work. It doesn't work if you're not transparent. I challenge you to come and listen. If you don't want to open up the first time, don't open up. I don't blame you, really. You don't know nobody. But God will be there. He will comfort. And if you keep coming, a little bit of obedience You'll get to that place.
I shared a story uh, from up here or over there or over there somewhere, when we, I think a couple of times, about what small groups, men's, because I'm a man, did for me. Uh, I was perfectly content with, you know, going to hell for hating a man. I was happy, ready to go for what he had done and to me in my life, the disruption that he caused. Perfectly fine with meeting that man in hell and, and knew that's where I was going. But I had a group of men, 10 to 15 men, that twice a month we met, and that was my brokenness. I was good in other places, but that was where I was broke at the time. So, and I knew I was broke, but I was really okay with being broke. But they prayed for me, and they laid hands on me, and they prayed earnestly for me. And it was only by the grace of God. If some of y'all hadn't started, looked back in the archives and, and, and listened to it, it's, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty strong story. It's pretty powerful to what God can do with somebody that has just been totally broken and just at awe and content with going to hell. I knew where I was going. I was okay with it. I didn't mind helping other people get to heaven, but I knew where I was going to be. And without that small group of men that I could confide in and pour into and be poured into, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be able to be up here today in front of you, sharing the Lord's Word hey, all the time. <clears throat> I, um, I had a lot of stuff I wanted to say, and I'm not going to, because God's kind of taking me in a different way. Thank, thank you, Spirit, Holy Spirit, for that. Because sometimes we get up here as, and you have a plan. And I know Lloyd's guilty of it as well. We have a, an itinerary in our mind and in front of us that we want to do. But praise God that, you know, we do have a relationship with him and it's his show. There is a song. This is your show. And it is his show. Amen. Thank you for that. Let's go to, um, to James 5.16. Everybody knows there's a bunch of different Bibles and you know, versions that you could read from. Amen. I'm going to read a couple. I'm going to say NIV, ESV, and then I'm going to read the scripture. And they're all the same scripture. And just, and just spoken a little different. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to start with James 5.16 from NIV. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. This is the same scripture from ESV. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power and it is working. King James Version. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. In ASB, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Y'all getting the picture? What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to confess to one another. This is not, this is not for, we're not, this is not for people that are, unsaved 
This is for people that are saved. This is for people that have been bought and paid for and confessed to our Father and been saved and forgiven by him. This is to help us walk daily. We are to confess to one another. And the, and the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Does anybody know what that means? That means in obedience, you go to a brother or sister that has a relationship with God, and that relationship is there, and you confide in them for help. Brother, help me. I'm struggling with pornography. I don't know what to do. I can't get it out of my mind. I can't turn anywhere. Everywhere I look, it reminds me. You turn the television on, excuse me, it's boob and tail. Everywhere you look, I'm sorry it is what it is. It's everywhere. You confide in one another and you pray for one another. Ladies, I have a problem gossiping. I don't know what it is. If I'm told something, it burns until I'm able to tell it to somebody else. That's a problem. It's as bad as pornography. It's as bad as adultery. It's all bad. You know why? Because it's sin. And we're all full of it. Every one of us. Nobody is without sin. It's a daily fight. You pray daily. You confide in one another. I know that Lloyd said several times from up here that you you need to find you a core group of friends. Uh, you know, if you're a man, find you a good man. If you're a woman, find you a good woman to talk to, to confide in. And even, you know, they have, they have wonderful things. That the, uh, the, uh, the Uversion Bible app is a wonderful thing. And we've, we've had a couple different ministries spring up from just sharing Scripture and Bible verses in that through Truly Grace. It's just it's, it's amazing what God will do if you just follow his instructions and confess one to another, meet in small groups, helping one another, being obedient, loving Caring, genuine, and sincere. Mm. It a little, a little. This is a little thing about James five and sixteen, and what does it really mean? James continues encouraging his readers to express their dependence on God. This is done by participating in prayer. In previous verses in James, he has asked them to respond to trouble by praying to God, to respond to, cheer, to respond to cheerfulness by singing songs of praise, and to respond to illness or spiritual weakness by calling for elders of the church to pray for them. Here in verse 16, James writes that it should be common practice for Christians to confess our sins to each other and to pray for each other so that we may be healed. As in the previous verses, some Bible scholars read the word healed here as reference to healing from physical illness. Others understand it to mean healing from discouragement and spiritual weakness. In either case, this healing requires two things from Christians. We are both to confess our sins to each other and pray for each other. 
James offers no details about what this should look like in a practice. Are we to stand before the church congregation and announce all of our sins from the prior week? That seems unlikely. Most likely, James has in mind the idea of Christians being in close relationship with several other Christians. We need fellowship believers with whom we need to fellowship with believers with whom we can be vulnerable. In that setting, each could acknowledge to the other what sins are most difficult for them, and all could pray for others to overcome those sins. It seems likely in the modern world that very few Christians are practicing this in any specific way. We're just too afraid to be that vulnerable. James' command is for us as much as it is for his original readers. The church would be far healthier if more of us prayed for each other in family love to overcome our specific sins. After all, James writes, prayer works. God listens and responds. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective because God hears and takes action. Amen? I don't know, I don't know, you know, I, I beg you to be vulnerable. God can't do anything with a haughty heart, with a prideful heart. And I can say that because I'm probably one of the most prideful people that I know. And God can't do nothing with pride. I fight that every day, pride. You know, that's what I deal with. That's my, I'm hard-headed. That's why I got Angela. She, she meaner than I am. She keeps me straight. But if, if you do have a wife or a husband, confide in them. That's your best helpmate. Be vulnerable to your spouse. Do you want your marriage to bloom and blossom and grow? Now, at first it might not. It might be a little bumpy. But after you're vulnerable and you get a response not so what you would thought you would get for being vulnerable, you may get lashed out at. Stay humble because you probably deserve that response. Amen? All right? So just own it. Keep your mouth shut, your heart, ears, and eyes open. And that's hard. Oh, that's hard. That's so hard. I'm glad she ain't got nothing to throw at me. Because I still deal with that. I still do it. It's hard. It's hard being, it's hard for me to accept my consequences for my sins. Does anybody else have that problem? Just a couple of you? Well, let me tell you about it. <laughs> so if I do something stupid, I just correct me and let's move on. But you know what? When you do something stupid, it has an effect. It is more than just a, a, a verbal correction. You have hurt somebody. You have hurt somebody that you care about, somebody that you love, somebody that you're trying to help. It bothers them to the core. It sets you back even in relationships and in growth with God, maturity with yourself. Pushing 50, and sometimes I act like I'm 16. 
God help me. <laughs> His ears bleed from my cries. But, but that's what we're supposed to do, brothers and sisters. We are brothers and sisters of Christ. We are to pour into one another. We are to be vulnerable to one another. Why? So we can grow. So we can be healed. So we can be made whole. If you come to this small group, and I pray you do, if you really want to see a change in your life, just lay it all down. Just lay it down. All right? I promise you there ain't nobody in here done some of, the, some of the stupid stuff that I've done and some of the mean stuff that I've done, pure hateful. You know, there's, there's, there's no sin greater than another. But God can't do anything with pride. Nothing. If you don't have a humble heart, a sense of vulnerability, he can't do anything with it. You want to reach your teenagers? You got to get right. You know, you can beat you can beat them over the head all you want, but if you're acting like a nincompoop worse than they are, what are you doing? What are you doing? I got a 25 and a 23-year-old acting just like I always did, breaking my heart. But it's my fault. It's my fault. I showed them that. I showed them how to act, what to do. So here I am suffering from my sins. Hmm? And you will. I see all these pretty baby girls in here and the, and the kids next door. That's tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. And it don't matter if you're, if you're 20 or 80 sitting in here or watching online. It's not too late. It's never too late to humble your heart, confide in somebody, not anybody. You don't want to go to the church house up front and holler out all your sins. That's not what he tells us to do. That's not fellowship. That's foolishness. Huh? That's just crazy. I can't even imagine. Somebody would probably throw a stone. Because you know how church people are, right? They all, all they float when they walk. Huh? I don't float. I sink. Amen. Look, guys, I, 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 we, um, it, it's amazing because it's amazing to me to see the journey of truly grace because it started with just what we're talking about tonight, a couple of people who were broken and needed somebody to fellowship with. And when they come to fellowship, They were just open. They were vulnerable. And maybe not at first. Nobody can expect you to come in and sit with me in a men's group and be completely vulnerable the first time. So what am I going to do? I'm going to be vulnerable. You're going to see my inside. You're going to see my sincerity. You're going to see some other men's sincerity and their vulnerability and what God has done in our lives. We're going to share that with you. And we're going to grab you by the hand or the neck or the hair, if you have any, and we're going to help you. We're going to love on you. And you're going to get through it. But you've got to do your part. 
right? You've got to seek him first and throughout. That's the, that's the most important thing because without him, it don't matter if you come to fellowship or not. If you don't have Christ in your life, if you're not saved, if you're not born again, if you haven't accepted him as your Lord and Savior, the fellowship will help get you there, but you're, you're not going to see the results that I'm talking about up here tonight. This, what I'm talking about, are for people that already have Christ in their life. They've already been saved. All right? They've already asked Christ into their heart. This is for us. This is for brothers and sisters in Christ. If you haven't accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior before this evening's over with, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. And I, I, I pray that you will accept him. And if you'll just look around at the crowd tonight, there's no age group in here. There's no, you know, it's, it's just everybody in here for one purpose, and that's to hear about Jesus. And if that's not encouraging enough to come one more night a month and maybe get a little bit of healing, I don't know what is. Like I said, this started out with, what do you, I don't know, four or five people? I don't know. I wasn't here when it first started. Who was here when it first started? Y'all were here when it first started. Three weeks in? Three weeks in, it grew from, help me, six, six, six people for three weeks. Probably only two people opening up. In all sincerity, I, I don't, I've been, to, I've been, to, I wasn't at this small group, but I've been in small groups. Everybody don't just come in there opening their books and hearts up, Right? They're testing the waters, and that's fine. Come test the waters. The water's fine. And so is his grace and mercy, okay? Y'all come share. Y'all come be blessed. I say it all the time. You want to bless? You want a blessing? Bless somebody else. You want to be happy? You make somebody else happy. Open up, right? Be transparent. You're going to help somebody else. There's no greater calling on us as Christians than to be a help to another Christian or to a non-believer. That's our calling. That's all we're supposed to do is to grow his kingdom. You can't do it pridefully. You can't do it, you know, without being humble. You just can't. It just won't happen. It just won't happen. I was going to... was going to earlier ask if anybody had any things they wanted to confess, and the, and the Lord stopped me from doing that. Uh, I don't know why, um, but there's a reason. Amen? Maybe he wants to save it for these small groups, right? Put forth the effort and pour into somebody. Spread the word about Truly Grace and our meetings on Friday nights and our Iron Sharpens Iron meetings on, on the Tuesdays. It's the, first, it's the first Tuesday and the second Tuesday. And the, it's basically going to be two. It's basically, we're going to skip, right? It's going to be every Tuesday. Something. First Tuesday be men, second Tuesday women, next Tuesday men's, next Tuesday women's. Twice a month. I, I, I pray that you come and be used. God asks nothing more to us than just to be vessels. I've said it before, you know, 
just come up here in your P row. You leave in a John boat. You come back in a little bigger boat. You know, you carry more and more and more. The more you use your gifts, the more he uses you. The more he sees you do what you're supposed to do, the more he blesses you with. Don't be mistaken, blessings. Blessings aren't always materialistic. Hmm? This, this is a blessing. This, this family is a blessing. Your family is a blessing. Sometimes it may not seem like your family is a blessing, amen. But praise God, they are. If they're still living, they have an oppor- they have an opportunity to make it right. And you have an opportunity to help that transition in your family. You be the light. Just like in John chapter 1, you know, he is the light. And we are the light in him. We are the light in this world. This light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. It all goes back to the scripture right here, right? Be the light to somebody tonight, tomorrow, Every day. Make a difference every day. But while you're doing that and you have struggles, come share and let somebody else be the light for you. Let somebody else help you with your struggles because everybody's got them. Every day it's a new struggle. Write them all down. Make a journal. Come in here and pour it on us. Right? And you can do that in a small group. You can't do that in here. You can't have that intimacy in here. And, and, and Lloyd says it. Let's, let's stick around afterwards and fellowship. But it's, it's still not the opportunity to fellowship and be vulnerable. Because, you know, you may be over here in the corner, but you got 15 different people waiting to come over here and talk, you know. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just not feasible. So we see it necessary to be able to provide that for all of us. Not you. I say for me. I think it's necessary for me, Bryce, to have a small group of men that I can pour my mess on and they can help me sort it out. Amen. There's going to be a women's group where you can pour your mess out and they can sort it out. Don't do it on Facebook. Brothers and sisters, don't do it on Facebook. I love Facebook to an extent, but it's just, it's not all that all the time. I really enjoy sharing with you guys. Um, there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of things happening at Truly Grace. There's, uh, we have, within here we have ministries. We have the food ministry in the back that, that we come here early and, and share and break bread with one another, and that's a type of fellowship that we get to just relax and and eat with one another and laugh and carry on and and then we're going to have the, uh, the the men's and we, men's and women's meetings you know starting in January we're going to start implementing some training for our children some biblical training for our children we're going to separate those guys we're going to go from uh, uh, below t- from nine and down and we're going to go from 10 up to 14. So we're going to separate those over there. We're going to have activities for them. We're going to do some more skits like the young ladies did up here. That was very encouraging and nice. Good job. Enjoyed that very much. 
You feel like I put you on the spot? <laughs> she don't care. That was that was good. We're going to have more of those things for everybody to enjoy to come up in the, in the future. So bring somebody out. We've got we've got plans to expand this building and it's only been a year. Wow. What? And not a year in here, just a year in existence. They're talking we're talking about putting awnings over here and cover over there and so God's good. Now, that's not because of an individual's pridefully doing this stuff. That's because you've got a bunch of servant to, servants' hearts out here pouring out. That's because you're obedient. That's because you're humble. And that's because you are just being vulnerable and letting God do what God does in his way and his time. And it, and it always turns out good. Amen. Uh, I love Jesus. I love Jesus, and I love you guys. I appreciate y'all coming out tonight. Um, if there is anybody, won't, won't everybody bow your heads, if y'all don't mind? We we don't usually do this, and and um, we should. That's right, we should. If there's if there's just one person in here tonight that doesn't have an intimate relationship with Christ, if you can't call Jesus your Savior. But you want to. You want to fellowship with this freedom that we talked about in Scripture tonight. You want to be able to confide in other Christians to help you with your walk. I ask you just to slip your hand up just so I can see you. I'm not going to ask you to come down here. I'm not going to call your name out. You can just stick it up and pull it right back down. If there's anybody in here under the sound of my voice that has that tug on their heart right now, I ask you just to be obedient. Be obedient to Christ's calling. Praise God. There's everyone in here is a, is a Christ follower and born again and saved. So then I expect everybody in here to be a part of this fellowship in one way or another to help our brothers and sisters in Christ on our daily walk. God, I thank you for your message, Lord. Lord, thank you for using me, God, to bring your word, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be a part of your great ministry. 